0: Hi, I'm Charlotte. I'm a therapist based in little old New Zealand. Life is too short to walk around feeling crap. So come and join me as we explore how to feel better. Whether feeling better for you is about managing anxiety, improving your relationships, lifting your mood, or working out who you are in this world. This is the place where I hope you will find some strategies and insights that will help you feel better. Thanks for joining me. Well, here I am with another podcast this one's a little bit different I've been feeling mm-hmm. you're that I don't even know what words to put around it hmm I've been feeling remorseful a bit heavy a little bit excited uh a bit like i need a refresh on something and that is all as a result of on sunday i lost it with my kids like i was completely and utterly done and um really lost my rag and to be honest it was not pretty i was packing up their toys um they're like the precious toys not just like the lego but they're like their favorite titties <laughs> and throwing them down the stairs and saying these are all being given away and you're a bunch of entitled brats and you don't show me any respect and you're so horrible to each other and I'm just so totally over it it was a particularly bad behavior morning from the kids and then it became a particularly bad behavior morning from me which um you know there is a heaviness that comes with that right like I felt absolutely awful and one of the realities was I just needed to tap out for some time out so what I did for a chunk of time for a couple of hours was my husband took the kids out they got a talking to from him which actually I find really supportive they had a conversation um everyone came back somewhat refreshed but I'm just going to give you the real honest version of how awful it was and that that night my little girl came out having had a conversation with her brother and said uh, clearly they'd been having a chat and she came out and said we want to know if you hate us and oh my lord my heart like you can imagine if you were a parent or even if you're just a human being hearing that from your little people was so gutting and I just felt like I let myself down and I let them down and it was really 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 awful and I don't know that I've still I don't know that I've recovered from it yet but I just wanted to capture this point in time where I am still recovering and still working out what to do and I am not here to say that that's okay, that it's okay to shout at your kids, that it's okay to carry on and literally throw their toys out of the cot. Uh, That's not ideal. It's not what we want, but it is really normal for mums. And for goodness sake, we need to talk about the things that we struggle with and not just think that everyone has it peachy. Like this week, I saw a mum who I think was struggling (laughs) really shove her kid over the road, not that that sounds worse than it is, but you know, like was trying to get her kid to cross the road going into school and clearly something was up with this little child this day and I saw this shove and I thought, oh, you know, this is a mum that I look at all the time thinking, you have got it together and there was just this little moment where I thought, actually, I think she's struggling too. So this is my bit of a debrief of uh, what happened and why, and what I'm going to do about it, and basically the Charlotte's survival guide to how to recover when you were the shouty mum. So, obviously, the first thing that you want to do is apologize, like when you're genuinely really ready to do that. And so, I had some time out during the day. To be honest, my kids, I felt like it was appropriate for them to feel a bit bad, not as bad as I think I made them feel but they needed to feel a bit bad about the fact that their behavior wasn't acceptable and it really sucked that we were on the receiving end of just dealing with that over and over again. Now, we have got some dynamics in our house around behavior that are a bit beyond what is normal because of the situation for one of our kids and that is not something that I um, am going to talk about in detail publicly here because I want to respect their privacy, but I know genuinely that we are dealing with a lot on the behavior front Um, there are many other families that have this and one of the things that um, I have learned is that there are so many more people who are struggling and it doesn't actually matter what the issue is but we all have stuff going on right and so um, we don't need to compete on that, we don't need to measure our version of what's going on with other people's versions of what's going on but let me tell you it just looks different for all of us um compared to how it actually is and I think one of the things that's really helped me with this is because I've spent so many years as a counsellor I've heard so many people say I just like does anyone else struggle like this and does this happen to anyone else And I honestly think in so many areas, but particularly in parenting, people just have no idea that others are going through the same things. Like even sometimes admitting the realities of some of what happens within our homes to our friends can feel like a big fess up moment. So anyway, confessions of a shouting mum, here we go. So obviously apologising, talking about what you were feeling and owning that. So for me, the more important thing than like giving my children an I'm sorry moment is talking them through where I went wrong in my emotion regulation. So you are going to understand from this podcast if you haven't already uh, that I'm quite uh considered with how I talk to my children about emotion regulation and how I commentate on that. So essentially what I said was, mummy didn't do good emotion regulation. Didn't say those words. That's not a term I even use with them. But I talked about what it was that I was feeling and why. Didn't blame their behavior, but talked, talked about their behavior as a catalyst for the feelings that that generated in me. Like it makes me feel really hopeless. It makes me feel really cross. Uh, It makes me feel like I'm not um, getting ahead or that the input that I'm giving to them and the the work that I'm doing, the hard work with them um, is not getting anywhere when we're dealing with the same things over and over again. And just talking about how things are feeling hard and that sometimes feels overwhelming and like in quite simple terms, naming those feelings. Essentially, I got to a point where that exploded and what I needed to have done was recognize what I was struggling with earlier ideally or if I was feeling like that to have removed myself. Like I just needed to go and sit in my room and do something else. I needed to ask dad to take over with you guys. I needed to take a step back so that I didn't do the exploding bit because I didn't actually have to do the exploding bit. I needed to be able to remove myself but actually in that moment I was finding that really hard because I really wanted to let them know how cross I was. So I talked about my feelings, talked about what I was going to do differently next time. I talked about how they can help me if I'm not in a good space because, you know, we talk with our children about like when you see your brother or sister or dad or whoever struggling with X, Y, Z feelings here, are the kinds of things that you might be able to do to help. So trying to raise little people who can look at others feelings and, Adjust their behavior, their responses to try and support the other person with their feelings. Now, none of that, a message I really try and avoid is children are not responsible for our feelings, but let's be honest, they sure as heck contribute to them and they need to see how we manage our own lives when it comes to feelings because we expect them to do emotion regulation all the time. And so I think commentating on how we go wrong in that because the reality is they go wrong in that all the time um, they get that wrong they're still learning in that space so to be able to place ourselves in that learner position to be able to share with them how something has been for us um, what we are reflecting on of that behavior and what we're going to do differently next time I think they are really really good skills so the apology piece super important but bring a focus around emotion regulation to that. Also, don't be unrealistic. <laughs> like, I'm going to do something again that I, I like. I think there's going to be quite some time before they leave home. Um, and the likelihood is I can't say I'm really going to try and not do that um, in a way that makes it sound like that's never, never going to happen again because that's really unrealistic. But here's what I'm going to try to do differently, uh, being... Able to talk about that, I think, is really important in a way that doesn't set up unrealistic expectations. Those kind of feelings are going to happen again. Um, And I don't want to have a big explosion at you guys. I can tell you how I feel, but then I need to go and do what I need to do to make myself feel better. And my feelings are my responsibility. So that's the kind of conversation how that piece went down. Then the other thing that I think is really important is you need to consider... What else was going on? So, in our house at the moment, um, I don't know when you'll be listening to this episode, but at the moment it's the middle of November. So, we're going into week seven of the 10 week final term of the year. There's lots of different stuff happening. There's been athletics, there's been swimming, there's been extra events at Kindy. There's been stuff going on, right? We're just heading into that time of year when. Everyone is getting a bit tired and people need a bit of a break from each other. So what else is going on? On that day where I lost the plot, we ended up having a mostly home day, cancelling our plans, reducing the expectations and just going, everyone is tired and grouchy. We need some nice family time in this afternoon. By the afternoon, the kids were playing on the tramp together with the sprinkler on, happy as little clams and... um. It was great we needed that time together and we needed a bit of mooching around our house with no expectations the other thing is I think that at this point in time um they need a wee bit of a break from each other so actually tonight while I'm recording this um one of our kids is off on a sleepover and that is great like it doesn't really matter who goes on a sleepover but two is just um changes the dynamics and makes things a little that a little bit easier It's not about getting rid of any one of them, but any of my children out of the dynamic just really helps. So getting that kind of break. So considering the bigger picture question, what's going on? How do we need to reduce our expectations? um, Are our expectations unreasonable for the amount of energy that we've got at the moment? And I think that um, we had had a very busy day the day before, and then we were trying to get ready to go out somewhere, and that just was not working. So... Um, what does what is going on say about the context and people's needs in your family so a few little considerations there the other thing to think about is do you need some support actually before I move on from what else is going on like I just need to acknowledge that I'm in like my busiest season of the year I've had some massive events in the last Little while that has meant um, bits and pieces of working over the weekend and later nights and I've got lots of stuff on um, from this this kind of um, November through to um, kind of early December point. There is a lot happening and I'm sure that many other people are in that boat as well but there is a lot going on at the moment so just a little bit of me context there. The pressure is high, uh, not in terms of like awful stuff happening but just lots of stuff. So, need to acknowledge that. Then thinking about, like, do you need some support? So, what other support can we add into this mix to make things better? Now, one of the ways that people think about support that really irks me is we think about support from the perspective of, like, is it bad enough to get some help now? Now, come on, people. Could we not think about support from the other perspective, which is, would things get better if I added some support into this mix. So we've actually been talking about what we're going to do on this front and um, have got some ideas. I'm happy to be, uh, I'm quite an open book, happy to share about what we're going to do. We actually think that we've lost a bit of that sense of vision for our family. Like we don't particularly feel like we need to stage an intervention around um Around anything specifically, but that sense of like what is happening in like our family culture, in the sense of our family being a team, and like what are our values and how do we work together? There's something that's just sort of gone awry on that front that we really think we need to get some input with. And so we're actually going to go and have some coaching with the parenting place, which I'm really excited about. I have had lots of association with the parenting place over the years, but I'm just really excited that um you know, this has been a catalyst for thinking about what is going on in our little family culture and how do we give ourselves a bit of a reset on that so that instead of thinking constantly from this quite hopeless place of managing difficult behavior, we have something aspirational Um, because I know that if I think about this from an emotion regulation perspective and go from what am I feeling right now to what do I want to feel in the future, I know that w- Part of what I'm struggling with at the moment is that managing constant behavior stuff just feels so hopeless, just feels like this is not, why am I pedaling so hard to get something so crap at the moment and I need something that lifts me up and forward and is future focused and aspirational, that's what I know that I need to get out of this like managing mode, so um, do you need some support is a really important question to ask, and on that day particularly the support that I needed was a couple of hours out, so it was great to get that and to be able to um, lock my door, actually funny story, (laughs) when the second lockdown happened, when the first lockdown happened, I couldn't work, like obviously as a counsellor, could easily move Sessions to being over Zoom, but I had three little children and there was nowhere in our house that I could go to work. Um, so when the second lockdown was announced, I don't know if you remember it was like six o'clock at night on the six o'clock news, and it was quite sudden, like we didn't know that it was coming, but it was like, okay, we're in lockdown from midnight tonight. So it was six o'clock at night, and I literally pushed my husband Jono out the door and said, You need to go to Bunnings <laughs> right now and get a lock for our bedroom door. So conveniently our bedroom door locks from the inside so you can lock yourself in there because that's what I did in terms of being able to keep working through the second lockdown and have clients over Zoom. I um, have a lock on my bedroom door which I understand is not usual (laughs) but we can lock ourselves in. Um, (laughs) That sounds dodgy, mostly it's just me locking myself in by myself because I need some time out so um, yeah funny story about the lock but talk to your spouse about what is happening for you what was that about what did that lead to like have the debrief that can feel really awkward feel really hard to own up to something that was difficult for you but don't forget the piece where you talk to your partner in parenting about what was going on and um, sometimes I think we avoid that piece but the emotional vulnerability of this is what is going on for me this is what is going on in my head and my heart Uh, because sometimes we can get so into just the transactional things the busyness of our households that we forget to talk about how we're actually feeling so um, that can feel awkward and uncomfortable I felt a little bit of that when I was like okay so anyway let's talk about today and me Um, but you need to do that and it's super important The other thing I think is a really um, good question to ask that's a little bit of a variation of thinking about do you need some support, is what structurally can I put in place? Now, sometimes we think about support as in people, resources, things like outside of our house that will support what is going on inside our house. And sometimes the answer is more um, considering Like structural interventions is how I think of those things. So, what is it that we need to put in place that helps set us up for more success? So, in our household, we mostly have really good mornings. We used to have terrible mornings, but we mostly have really good mornings, like on a school morning when we are getting up and it is really routine. Our kids don't have screens in the morning at all, and there is a very set order of steps of what they do they have a little board where they move these counters um to show what they have done there are pictures on the board and individual tasks and basically they run around in the morning doing their thing moving their counters for each of these individual tasks and it is great we just have one for the morning though we don't have one for the afternoon and evening tell me actually by the way if you want to see these boards that I'm talking about I love them you can totally copy them they were really easy just got some little whiteboards from the warehouse printed out pictures actually like took pictures of their stuff um and got these little counters from the warehouse too that are like magnets and you know drew up these boards it was like a took a little bit of time but um was a relatively easy thing to do so one of the things that I've considered is we actually need some afternoon and evening boards so that we have some structure in those other parts of the day like We have got our structure down for those mornings, weekday mornings um, and that is great but I think that to expect more and better out of my children we actually need to add some structure into some other parts of their day. The other thing is thinking about like rewards for not doing things like my kids actually are really motivated by like what do you want Uh, Okay, I will give you that thing if you don't do these things I don't want you to do. Like, I know that that is bribery and corruption, but I know also that my children respond really well to that. So we've done a couple of little reward charts for, um, actually one for each of them on something different. And that just really helps to refocus them around the behaviors that I am wanting to eradicate. (laughs) Or like, let's be honest, probably more like minimise. But, you know, it helps me feel like we're getting somewhere and they are on board. The other thing that I loved was I was talking to a fellow mum, a busy working mum who is also in a role that is relatively high pressure. And she was telling me this most beautiful thing about how in their house, they, after dinner, do what is called half an hour of helpfulness where everyone around the house has to help in some way for half an hour and there's a timer on and someone might be like you know putting away the washing, someone might be tidying something up, someone's cleaning the kitchen, whatever that looks like but half an hour of helpfulness. So we've had a couple of goes with this and have loved it. Um, Sometimes you just need someone else's idea from their house and what works for them and something fresh to give a try so I'm really loving half an hour of helpfulness. The other thing that I know that I need is to plan when some cool stuff is happening. So it is my birthday coming up in December, which I'm really excited about. Um, I am looking forward to summer with my kids and being able to kind of sign out and work for a little little bit of time. Um, But I know that at the moment all I'm staring at is what is going on um, on the current work demands front. And I don't know if you know this about me, but I've got sort of multiple hats on. I'm a licensed private investigator, um, as well as having my counseling clients doing some consulting work in about three different directions. So there is a lot that is going on and sometimes there are just periods in the year. Most of the time it works really well. There are other periods in the year when it is all happening all at once. Um, And that's just where I'm at and I've got my head down And that is not leading me to feel hopeful, excited, all of those things either. So I've got some cool stuff planned for myself this weekend. I know also that I need to look ahead and get some things in my diary that I'm going to look forward to um, over the coming period of time. Just so that I know that um, there is a purpose to what I'm doing and I've got some breaks and some me time and some cool stuff going on. Also looking realistically at next year about juggling what is on my plate, how things are fitting in, because I think one of the reasons why I'm tired and snappy at the moment is that there is too much on my plate and you can't feel good, you can't have good mental and emotional health, you can't do good parenting if you've got too much on your plate. If you haven't heard me talk about this analogy before, I describe how on Christmas day you know that feeling where you've had a really lovely meal like lunch or dinner whatever it was it's been great um you've had you know I don't know what food you've had delicious whatever whatever and whatever and you're really full on all this deliciousness maybe you even had seconds and then out comes the dessert and you're like oh I'm way too full for this but actually chocolate mousse is delicious and Auntie so-and-so's trifle that only trots out once a year like I have to have a little bit of that and then oh look at these delicious berries and you have a plate of dessert and then you feel like that feeling is a feeling that we get in our lives when we put too much on our plate and like on Christmas day all of that food is beautiful but too much on your plate will make you sick and it is the same in our lives so that is a little saying that I live by um uh correction that is a little saying that I say to other people that I currently need to remember for myself so um I am sitting down with my schedule at the moment for next year and thinking about all the bits and pieces of how things fit together um and you know really actually looking forward to um being able to have a little bit of a shuffle and thinking about what's on my plate and um how I manage those things so yeah we've talked about a few different things today The art of apologising, talking to your spouse, considering what support you need, what structurally you can put in place, thinking about what else is going on and for me, needing to plan when cool stuff is happening. There's been a little bit of a thread around that emotion regulation. So if you haven't listened to the episode on emotion regulation and probably if you haven't listened to the episode on managing overwhelm, they seem to be two episodes that are really uh, hitting people uh, where where they need to be hit um I've had a couple of people send me messages saying I'm crying from listening to those episodes some people saying like, I've never heard emotion regulation broken down like that like, I think that there is some valuable content in both of those episodes if you want to listen to that and I definitely think that emotion regulation and managing overwhelm is part of the picture of not being shouty with your kids so Anyway bit of honest sharing from me today. Uh, I hope that this helps you feel seen if you are a parent who has struggled with shouting at your kids. If you're a mum who's got anything going on in your parenting journey at the moment that is leading to feelings of shame or feelings of being not good enough or failing or feeling hopeless or whatever is going on I see you I am right here I'm staring into my microphone trying to look at you (laughs) you can't see me but I really just want to say that it is hard it is hard for all of us it is hard for the people who've even got technically lots of skills that they can draw on but you can recover you uh, need to think about this from the perspective not of Um, being perfect all the time, but mastering the art of how to bounce back quickly. So it's not about avoiding the lows in our parenting journey. It's about perhaps getting them to not be as low, but also thinking about how do we bounce as quickly as possible back from those moments where something doesn't go right where we don't show up in the best way where we don't do things the way that we want to where we let someone down how do we bounce back from those experiences normalizing the reality that they are going to happen it's not about those things not happening it's about us learning how to bounce back from those experiences and turn it around as quickly as we can thanks for joining me today I hope there's some valuable stuff somewhere in there and if not there's my parenting failures out there in the world Um, I'm gonna go with in my head just reassuring myself that this is probably likely to help at least one person so there we go thanks for listening to this episode I'd love to connect so feel free to find me on Facebook Instagram or LinkedIn and don't forget to subscribe so you can see when the next podcast episode is out see you next time